Hello and welcome back, folks. It's been a while, but after a couple solo shows and a lot of work and a couple uh, non-shows later, I am finally back with my co-host Ricky Fuller. It's good to be back. Thank you. We have some... Happy to be back. A lot of things happened that I wish I could have talked about. I agree. I agree. Um, and and I should I should have just done a baseball individual <laughs> baseball individual special. I would have appreciated that. I, I would have been like, wow, he took the time <laughs> to think of everything I didn't want to talk about. And then he put it on a show. And then he did it. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and I get credit for it. Exactly. It's a win-win. But. Exactly. I didn't do that. So we're not going to talk much about baseball today, even though there is a ton of things that have happened. Um you, do you even know who Nolan Arenado is? No. No. Do you know who Corey Kluber is? His name actually sounds familiar. Really? I don't know where he plays, if that's the truth. Put put the mic more toward your. Uh, is it is it like better? I mean, it's better there, but I would aim it more at your more face. This yeah. way, yeah. Just so we can hear you. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Okay. Um, it's been a while. I know we're out of we're out of practice here. Yeah. But we are back, and we should be getting these shows to you consistently. Now that um, now that there's going to be no football Sunday after next week, oh. we don't have a time limit of mm. when to do it. So we might do, do weekend a, shows. That's a pretty good segue, though, into the into football. Into football, I know. Yeah. So we could talk about the Super Bowl. We could start with like maybe some some championship game reactions. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good that's a good point. Um, I wasn't even going to think about that, but yeah, I I I just. I, I, Tom Brady's making me angry because I'm, I'm just ready for someone else to win. I'm just ready for that. You know, I'm just See, ready. It's interesting that you're ready for someone else to win after he he left the Patriots, though. Yeah, <laughs> that is. It's really convenient how that just yes. happens. Yeah, I mean, there are. But the thing is, in the Patriot community, there are like two echelons of people. There is the Patriot way people that are like Bill Belichick. You wear the uniform, you're on our side. If you don't, you're our enemy, right? Yeah. And then there's the group of people that are like the Tom Brady crew. Uh, this is even happening in my own friend community. Like, I have friends that are saying, go, Tom Brady, go. He's won us a bunch of Super Bowls. He's done so much for us. Now we're returning the favor, and we're rooting for you in another place. Then there's a, the other group of people that say, screw Tom Brady. He left us, you know? Why would I root for that guy if he left our team? So... It's a lot of a lot of division in the Patriots. There is. There's an internal like. debate going on, and I, I tend to find myself in the "you left us" <laughs> category, as that's probably not surprising. But wow. Um, I yeah, mean, I just I, I watched the game, and then I found myself like rooting for like Drew Brees, and then I found myself rooting <laughs> for Rodgers, which I don't love rooting for Rodgers because I don't know. I think you think he's he's like kind of pompous to me, yeah. you know. <laughs> like you don't like his attitude. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't think he gets it, dude. Like I, um, some of my local radio guys were talking about Rogers. Um, he he's he was having like he was he went on Pat McAfee, and he was talking about like the goat, and he was like, yeah, well the goat conversation needs to be divided into subcategories, and he's like, in the goat conversation, there's the best winner. And then there's the best player, and then there's the best award winner. And then he's like, it's like, really? That sounds like a cop-out. All right, Aaron. It, right. If you want to change the definition, if you need to change the definition to fit yourself into a category, I think that kind of implies that 
you may not qualify, right? So, uh, I mean, yeah, I I just worry that he cares too much about the stats and the money. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is like such an anomaly in sports for like his talent level. I agree. Yeah, I mean, no one can deny that he's crazy talented. But like, but there's something missing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's like been he's, he's won one NFC Championship game, one Super Bowl. Like, yeah, and he's been in the league for what 15 years now. Yeah, I mean, like he did. I don't know. If that's he did true. Ride, he did ride the bench a couple years. He did. Yeah, because behind Favre. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I for me, Aaron Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks that I felt should have done more. And like, if he did, he would easily be in the goat conversation. But he did. He didn't. It's, yeah. It's tough to really. So something's there. Something's yeah. not there, right? Something's yeah. missing. Um. I I think it might be the Packers, honestly. See, I, I've heard this argument. I If you really go through the list yeah. of who Aaron Rodgers has played with, there's a lot of big names. There are, but I feel like also like a lot of those big names like were, were like maybe like early 2010s. Like you had uh, Greg. Greg Jennings Greg was Jennings, huge. Yeah. Um, you had Jordy Nelson in his prime. He yeah. was incredible. Randall um, Cobb. Devonte Adams. Was never We're also great. missing. Hold on. There's there's another Hall of Famer that's that's on that list that I am missing. I'm trying to remember. It was earlier though. I remember Greg Jennings was the big one. James. Jo- remember James Jones. James Jones. I remember was pretty good. Um. Oh yeah. This list um, mentions Aaron Jones because he's just. He's just that good. We're getting away from this weekend, though. Yeah. Um. This is a whole other debate. Yeah. The Aaron Rodgers debate. I mean, but this is annoying me. Who am I missing here? Hold on. Hold on. I mean, Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson were pretty solid. I feel like everyone overvalued Randall Cobb just because Aaron Rodgers made him look better than he was. Aaron, Aaron, you, what were you saying? I feel uh, like with Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers made him look a little bit better. Than yeah, I, I'm not opposed to saying that. Like, I, I do think that Aaron Rodgers has made some players great. Yeah. Like, even even Jordy Nelson is a guy that was... He wasn't that um, good anywhere else. He wasn't that good anywhere else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm missing somebody. He's he played another Hall of Famer that was good, but... Um, he, he just – there's just something about the winning element. Like, okay, Colin Coward said this. He's a he's a winner when he's up, or, or he's a baller when he's up, and he's a quitter when he's down. And I think that's true. When Aaron Rodgers gets down in games early, he tends to be – he tends to kind of quit. Because have you if you've noticed the Packers' losses over the past couple years, when they lose, they usually lose badly. Like, they just kind of shut down. And I think that's that's kind of the knock that Rodgers, that's something that he hasn't been able to do. Like Tom Brady's made ridiculous comebacks before. Remember the Falcons twenty eight three. Yeah. You know, he he doesn't get flustered kind of when the team's down a little bit. And I think Rodgers, I don't know if he gets flustered, but he he kind of quits a little bit maybe. I don't know. I feel like that's also like a. Very, what do you think's missing? Like, I feel like that's a very like new narrative with Rodgers though like he doesn't care like because before I feel like in like with when you have that period between like 2011 and like 2014 2015 I feel like Aaron Rodgers was like a god like he yeah 
even I when when they were the Packers were down, I would still believe in Aaron Rodgers, like because he's Aaron Rodgers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I think somewhere along the way with the two collarbone surgeries and the injuries, maybe like. I think maybe like he was just the MVP of the league this year, though. So like he's lost a little bit of con. He he mean not yet, but probably. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I oh mean, yeah, like, truly yeah. yet to give it, but I think he's gonna get it personally. I mean this year, I don't know. I just think the Buccaneers are a really determined team. Yeah, I think they want to win, and they like Tom. They like him a lot. Yeah, and they do, and I think Bruce Arians is kind of okay, like taking a back seat to Tom's like. Type yeah. A, like, you know, do everything well. Right. Because right. he's got, like, I, like Bill Belichick has instilled so much in him that it's yeah. like he keeps it he's tight. almost yeah. a coach for himself at this point, yeah, you know? He's, he's And, I mean, Arians even went on and admitted it, and he said he lets Tom, like, run things sometimes. like Yeah. And it's like <laughs> Tom Brady threw for 4,600-plus yards with 40 touchdowns. Like that's a crazy year, yeah. for a forty-three-year-old quarterback. Like, that's better than Russell Wilson. That's better than Deshaun Watson, or actually not Deshaun this year in terms of yards. But it's just it's there's all kinds of you know quarterbacks that are in that top five conversation that he's beaten. It's just like, oh my god, how do you keep doing it? So it's the goat. I know. Um, that's why I. That was a good game, at least. Actually, rooting for Tom Brady. Yeah. The Super Bowl yeah. Unlike the me. Year. I mean, my thing is, is I kind of want to see him succeed without the Patriots. You do. Yeah. Because you don't want Bill to win. Not, not necessarily that. The thing is, like, Bill is like already seen as like the greatest NFL coach, right? So it's like. I guess. But it would honestly, certainly have Tom a big Brady, stain if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl without him. It, it starts to, you know, doubt right. starts to creep in. There's there's some questions. But right, it's right. It's not him, but because if you have if you have a all st- all pro all pro like worldly quarterback for twenty years, yeah. it would make sense that you would win a lot, wouldn't it? Right. Like, I mean, in terms of success, though, you can't argue with it. What with, with Bill? Bill Belichick. Oh, he did yeah. something yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but I I'm. I'm going to root for Tom Brady also because, you know, I'm a Niners fan, so I'm salty that the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. I want to see them lose. You know? That's right. It's a, du- it's a double-edged sword. You know, Tom Brady went to one of my rival high schools. Like, t- it's just like everything kind of works out, you know? Just saying. didn't Hasn't Tom Brady kind of ruined a lot of competitiveness in the NFL because of how good he's been? Yeah, so that's why if we see him win another Super Bowl and then maybe another one, he'll actually leave. Imagine he loses two. You guys two. are just going to give him two, and then he can retire and be done. Exactly. Imagine he loses two more years, and he's like, no, I'll no, I'm going to I'm gonna keep playing. <laughs> I see that. I see that. Don't agree with it, but I see that. Um, so what's – yeah, there was Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, Bills. Yeah, Bills I mean, never had a shot in yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like everyone thought the Chiefs were going to win. I, I had a weird thought that I thought the Browns maybe would have beaten the Chiefs. Because the Chiefs had a habit of starting slow, and the Browns were hot. So I thought maybe they could ball control Mahomes a little bit. I was wrong, completely. Yeah, I mean... They, they got destroyed, but like... I, I'm thinking about it, though. They're not a bad pick for an upset. Yeah. To beat that team, they because... Were, to me, they They play like very the, slow. They seemed like the Titans of last year. If they Right, if they can run the ball yeah. and kind of control the game, keep Mahomes off the field... Yeah. 
that could work, but, but the, the problem, like the problem that I'm seeing in the Super Bowl too, is, is the same problem I was seeing with the Browns was their secondary is not good enough. Like, who's secondary? I, but honestly, dude, I don't know if anyone's gonna beat this Chiefs team, cause, I like I'm saying that the Browns secondary was not great. They have Ward, and then outside of him, it's kind of that's their D line that's great. There's some solid. Uh, a couple good guys at safety, I think. No? I don't know who they are. I thought they had a couple good safeties. May- maybe. I know they have a great... Qu- th- I know Ward's a great corner. Ward, um, yeah, absolutely is a great corner. Um, at safety, they have... Oh. Eh. Yeah. Okay, they have Carl Joseph and Ronnie Harrison at strong safety, but that's... Uh, that's it's only okay, Anderson yeah. See, this is what I mean. Like... Okay. So the Bucks are similar to that to me in the sense that but I think the Bucks have a better secondary than w- with like Whitehead and Whitfield and yeah to or uh, they have Antoine Winfield their rookie safety. yeah yeah He's Winfield um, I like Carlton Davis too there's yeah. another guy that got a pick too I I forget his name um, although Carlton Davis is very hot and I, cold. Don't, I don't know like Jamel Dean. So, the, but but uh, like when we're talking about the Buccaneers defense, the feature is not the secondary. The no, feature is that ridiculous not. front seven. Yeah. Here's the only thing that I can see. Like, this is why it works to Mahomes is because the Chiefs don't like to run the ball anyway. Yeah. So that works in their favor almost. The only reason that I can see the Bucks pulling this off is because they have two superstar linebackers, and I think Levante David. Or Devin White. Either of these guys are like two two top five linebackers. I think if if one of them can can really make an impact on Travis Kelsey, and then you put your best corner and shade a safety over the top of Tariq Hill, you have the potential to get rid of both of those weapons. Now it still might be enough, but it's better than what a lot of teams have been doing, especially if they can't run the ball. Then it gets a lot harder for Mahomes to navigate. If if Kelsey wins those matchups, it's just going to be the same thing that we've seen with the Chiefs just rolling over teams. Um, my th- my thing is with the Chiefs is like I'm pretty sure they don't have any like offensive O line starters. Like Eric Fisher just tore something in the Bills game last last Bills game. Uh, their other tackle Schwartz has been hurt all season. Yep. I. I really think that the Bucks Buccaneers front seven can make the Chiefs like uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. That's that's the thing, right? If they just got Vita Vea back too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why the, they were great. Their so now they can literally sub out Nadamikin Sue and Vita Vea. Oh yeah. So one of those guys will be healthy and rested and <laughs> come in with full stamina. Like that's crazy. That's a crazy D line. Or maybe they just run a nickel, put them both in the inside. Put them both in. Yeah, you're not running the ball on the goal line. Pierre, Paul, and Shaq Barrett on the outside. I, I, you're not it's afraid possible. of the Chiefs rushing it's, attack either. Like, yeah, you're, you're gonna yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I love the guy, but I'd take Levante. He, you're Davis, not scared like. of him. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's the formula to beat them, right? Yeah. Shade, shade I, a safety over. Always double. Never Tyree. let Tariq yeah. hit you beat. Yeah, take him out with those two guys, get your corner and your safety on him. Yeah, like and then, Travis Kelsey. And on then every round. a man to man type deal with Levante David on Kelsey. And that's a situation that a lot of teams don't have the equipment for. Yeah. 
What other linebackers can cover Kelsey other than those two? Like I don't even know if they. Can I cover don't even Kelsey. know. <laughs> I think I think the Bucks. Like I think there's two guys that can cover him, and they're both on the box. So, yeah. um, I don't. I mean, it's possible. It really is. Tom really could do this again. Now the Chiefs' defense, and here's what's. But here's what's really scary about the the Chiefs is like, what we were talking about. The the secondary didn't play to. The Bills have a phenomenal secondary. They have two Pro Bowl safeties. They have Tre'Davious White at corner. Right, well coached defense. Didn't matter. Mahomes just tore them up, scored more points than they did against the Browns. Yeah, so, but I feel like their defense underperformed this year. I don't know if it was their front seven. I think it's because their front seven's pretty weak. Yeah. And they weren't able to get pressure. That's my thing, though, is the Bucks are easily going to get more pressure on Patrick Mahomes. That's true. I would – I don't know. I don't I don't know who the Bills' defensive coordinator is, but I know that the Bucks' defensive coordinator – is pretty solid. Todd Bowles. Very good. Very good, yeah. I love Todd Bowles. I did not yeah. want the Jets to get rid of him, actually, when he was on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I really don't know what to make of this game. Like, I don't have a prediction for you. Yeah. Um, I, I – My – Like, like here's, here's, here's what I'm going to say betting-wise. This is what I, we were going to talk about. This, this is supposedly going to be the opener. Super Bowl predictions. There's a <laughs> – so you either have to choose you either have to bet against Tom Brady or bet yeah. against Patrick Mahomes. Both are like no thank so you. Bad. Right. No thanks. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bet on both of them. <laughs> There's an over under that you can take at like 20 and a half that the team scores 20 and a half and your odds are pretty decent. That's a lock. There's also a line at 24 and a half that both teams score over that number. I like that too. I like that I too. I like that too. Yeah. I would take both of those. Yeah. Also, every year I bet on the national anthem over under <laughs> to become a tradition. I'm taking the over again. There's no way. Who's singing it? I have no idea. Let's then look. How, then how can you determine? I I don't care because, uh, what we saw with Demi prayer. Lovato was incredibly rare. Most of the people, when you have that spotlight, you keep it for as long as possible. I don't know what that was with Demi last year. I lost a lot of money <laughs> on Demi Lovato. How much money did you bet on that? I bet over fifty bucks. I bet like hundred bucks with Peter. Yeah. <laughs> So not a lot of money, but oh, yeah, no, no, no. And but then like, luckily I won it back on the game, but I'm not doing it again because it ruined the game for me. Because I bet on the Chiefs, and unfortunately for my mental health, the Niners were winning the entire game until like the last minute. So I was under immense stress. For my mental health. Yeah. Also, um, wait, who's singing national anthem? What are they? What other prop bets would there be? Like. There's there's a bunch. I mean there's there's tons on the coin toss. There's, the coin toss. Yep. Oh man. So it's a duet. It's a duet. It de- it does depend on the line here though. Like the last one was like two minutes. Um, I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to bet on that with Peter's book. I don't think it's gonna be allowed. It's a duet. Um. By artists. Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. Oh. Okay. Don't know them. No. Uh, um, wow. There's definitely some people out there that are like, what? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, don't bet against Brady. Don't get against Mahomes. Bet on both of them. Yeah, that's – Because 
That's just like the worst two people you can bet against. I know, I know. It's like there's no. I don't know how betters are gonna do this. I think people are. Are I are the betters taking Tom? No, they're definitely taking Patrick because of the game. I don't that. think so because they're getting if they get that three and a half line, they might take Tom with the spread. Dude, I don't know. Like, there's like, no way. There's no way that, that this game, game's a blowout. No, but no the thing chance. is, there's definitely some like casuals out there that are like, "Oh, Mahomes, ah, throw it." Yeah. And then there's also some people who probably like pay less attention and just saw that like, oh, they played earlier in the year and the Chiefs blew them out. Mm. So like, I don't know. I definitely agree with you. That I I think that it's gonna be a very close game, but like my gut definitely thinks Mahomes is gonna take it just because he's Patrick Mahomes. But I think, dude, ah, uh, I don't know. It's Tom too. Yeah, like I mean, whenever I think Brady's gonna whenever I think Brady's gonna lose, he wins, and whenever yep, I think yep. Brady's gonna win, he loses. <laughs> like. The Eagles? Come on! I know you couldn't get that one. <laughs> like, although granted, see, Tom Tom had a phenomenal game. That was another, not on him. That's another thing to me. Like, Tom only loses in the Super Bowl to trash quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah. Whenever Tom plays a great quarterback in the Super Bowl, he tends to win. Who? Who? Okay. Kurt Warner, Matt Ryan, coming off an MVP. I'm pretty sure didn't they play the Eagles with uh he came, he was Russell like, Wilson, we know. Russell Wilson. Yep. Um, he played he played the Eagles with McNabb that one year. I think he did. Pretty sure. I mean, yeah, some of this stuff goes back a while. Yeah. I think he won his um, first in two thousand one. But like out of the ones he's lost, he lost to Eli twice and Nick Foles. Like I don't know. I think maybe Maybe there's almost a different level of preparation when he's playing a good quarterback. But, like, in the history of his Super Bowl wins and losses, his wins have come against, like, quarterbacks that have been seen as having a good season. Yeah. It's, even it's even so the weird. year that he beat the Rams, that was seen as Jared Goff's best year. Really? Yeah, true. Yeah, he beat he beat Goff. Yeah, which is like that was just the worst. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into this argument though that that because Mahomes is great that helps Brady. I I mean that's I don't know, dude. Brady is just like a mystical football figure. Like he is. I defies all logic and space of time. That he's yeah he's like a normal guy. <laughs> he's yeah. literally just like a normal guy. Who just studies on the harder tall than, side. He just started studies harder than everyone right. else. Right, he's not very <laughs> fast. He doesn't have crazy arm strength. He just likes throwing the football, and he's good at reading the defense. And he just makes literally all the right decisions to win games. But uh, enough of Brady, the Super Bowl. We should talk about some of the teams that are out and just making off-season moves. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, you want to start with coaches or quarterbacks? So, um. Do you want like? Do you want to do like? There's been a bunch of coach hirings and firings. There's yeah. Been a bunch Let's of do coaches first. Let's coaches? do coaches first. Okay. Uh, we have the Lions, Texans, Jaguars, Chargers, Jets, and Eagles have all made off-season hirings and firings. Yeah. 
Uh, the Lions hired Dan Campbell. Uh, the Terrible, te- yeah. by the way. Really? Awful coach. Okay. okay, we can talk about that. Yeah. The Texans hired Cutley, Dan Cutley. I'm pretty sure he's like the Ravens. He's like, he worked for the Ravens. I don't know if he has any coordinator I think he's bad, too. I think he's bad, too, by the way. Everyone knows the Jags got Urban Meyer. Great. Great. We I, know that. I'm so interested to see how they're going to be next year. So yep. interested. I forgot who the Chargers got. Uh, let's see. I know. Let's see. <sighs> it was good to fire Anthony Lynn, in my opinion. Yeah, he he should. They The fact that how they were underperforming was just like with that kind of talent. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. It's like, it's insane. And and if if you really watch some of these games, I bet on them a couple of times this year. There's there's couple there's there were things that the Chargers were doing last year that was directly indicative of coaching that don't show up on a stat sheet. Like, do you remember the Patriots game? They lost to the Patriots forty five oh, yeah. to nothing because there were multiple punt returns for touchdowns on the Patriots side. Yeah, they lost to defense and special teams. That's solely right. It's like that's if that doesn't and now people say like Johnny said this. He was like, that's on the D coordinator. Like the D coordinators to do some stuff. There, there was also a situation this year where I saw the Chargers. They were down. It, the game didn't matter. It, they were down ten points, and they were they were basically on the one yard line. And Anthony Lynn pulled all his guys off the field to kick a field goal. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then he changed his mind. <laughs> he pulled the field goal unit back off the field, put a whole new like the whole offense, and then Herbert. Didn't know what the play was, so he just did a sneak. And this actually cost me money because there was like a seven-point line. So if <laughs> Herbert had scored, I would have been three for three for the week. And he, and and he they totally got stuffed. It was so embarrassing. And then there was oh. another instance that I was seeing. Um, and this is just stuff that I've seen. So I don't even know. I don't watch a ton of Chargers games. But then there was another situation where the offensive coordinator and Anthony Lynn were not on the same page. And and they it was like third and something in in the goal line. They were like at the four, and there was like ten seconds left in the game, and they were down a score. And they decided to run the ball, and they didn't have any timeouts. Um, and then it was fourth down, and they like didn't know what the play, and then the time just ran out, and yeah. they lost a game like that, which is like inexcusable to me. Um, I mean, I I think about it even like go before this year even. Last year, the Chargers were the like led the NFL in games lost by like a single possession. Yeah. Oh if yeah. That's not bad coaching. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Right. Like, and you can't really blame the players. I mean, the time ta- talent's I mean, undeniable. They they did, and like they got a rookie, and they still performed, but like they should have been so much better. Oh my god. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, so they they got Brandon Stolle, uh, American football coach, who's the head coach of the Chargers. Uh, okay, he previously served as the defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams and as assistant coach for the Denver Broncos okay. and Chicago Bears. That guy seems qualified, and the Rams had a phenomenal year defensively in 2020. Make, they need to make sure that they secure a good offensive coordinator then. Yeah, but that, not, that looks like a good hire to me. Um, who was that that was – Chargers. Yeah, that looks like a great hire there. Yeah. Um, um, the Jets, Robert Sala. I like it. I kind of like it. 
I mean, you don't, but you're biased. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm split down the middle. I'm happy for Johnny as my friend. He's been suffering as a Jets fan. Yes. You know, I hate to see him suffer every football Sunday watching the Jets. I'm so mad. He's such a good coordinator. I mean, like, I love the guy who we promoted to D coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. He's our linebacker coach. You know, Fred Warner is a, a product of him, if you want to think about that but uh he also took our passing game coordinator um mike lafleur i'm pretty sure really yeah he's gonna be their offensive coordinator <sighs> yeah so i gotta get to dan campbell for a minute because oh hold uh, on you, the eagles too they they hired a guy we can rag yeah, on him. We, we'll rag you on him sent after. me something on that guy. Oh he doesn't God. seem very good. He just, based just from on his, his demeanor, interview, yeah. he just sounds dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Dan Campbell is like the classic, like, tough guy. Like, yeah. we're going to smash them in the mouth, you know? He's terrible. <laughs> we're going to bite them on our way yeah, up. Like. Everywhere the guy has gone, like, he, he coached the Dolphins for a while. They were atrocious. Then he coached they, the Jets. They, they actually weren't. They, they got better, I remember, when Dan Campbell became their coach that year. They still didn't Do beat well. any good teams. But, like, I remember they were, like, 0-3, and, and then they, like, actually won, like, three games with Dan Campbell. But, like, he's definitely, like, very old school. Like, I don't, I don't see – like, there's a reason the Dolphins didn't hire him after his year. Uh Cause like he he was their assistant right right he yeah they didn't want any yeah. part of him yeah um wasn't he involved in like my thing is though if you're a, if you're an organization like Detroit or Houston like how he's many never been a, he's never been a coordinator oh that's nice that's that's uh Jim Tom Sula vibes right there it's usually a great sign right yeah Freddie Jim Kitchens Tom Sula Freddie Kitchens <laughs> the list goes on oh. yeah but but. Joe Judge is the one one person that kind of like actually you know he only had one year let's the, not right the the he's very interesting because I mean what I, I we thought that he what he did was impressive this year and oh, I think yeah. it kind of is oh yeah they had a terrible team yeah they had they lost their star running back yeah. they didn't have their quarterback at They're, spots they were just nowhere to go right <laughs> they have a terrible o line they lost one of their best corners because he was falsely accused yeah. of a crime. Yeah. And then he just then, left. Then acquitted and then went to the Chiefs. <laughs> so it's like, all right, just when you thought it couldn't get worse. Um, so we th- given all that, yeah. he was able to actually compete. The, the Giants should have been in the playoffs this year. Like, it's crazy to think Think about, about that. They should have been in. And I, because Doug Peterson is... I don't know what that guy's doing. Well, he doesn't have a job anymore. He doesn't have a job. I thought that was right. People yeah. say that that was an overreaction. A lot of people don't like that because he uh, won the Super Bowl. No, my nah. I I don't. No. That's not on him. Like no. The, he hasn't been. The Eagles had something that was like, they just caught fire at the right time, and that's ninety percent of winning in the NFL. My my thing is with like Doug Peterson is like, when they won that Super Bowl, Frank Reich was their offensive coordinator. Yeah. They haven't had an offensive coordinator for years now. <laughs> Did you know that? And they've been bad. And Carson Wentz has gotten worse. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that's Doug Peterson's fault. I think it is. You failed to hire an offensive coordinator, and obviously what you're doing is not cutting it. No, it's not. They labeled you as this quarterback guru, but not like as an offensive genius. There's only two other coaches in the NFL that don't have an offensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan, offensive genius. Yep. And Cliff Kingsbury, who was an offensive was an offensive guy in college, right? Completely the air raid. It wasn't his, but like you know, that was kind of he passed it on. You know, it's his baby. Yeah, Yeah. but he's like the baby. Those are the only two. Right. Doug Peterson is I not mean, on the, that level. Andy Reid is Eric Bieniemy. No, yeah, Eric Bieniemy's there. He's, He's the coordinator. The thing, my my thing with Eric Bieniemy is, before he was the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he was their running back coach when they had Jamal Charles. That's very good. Like that guy's a stud. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? The knock on Eric is he doesn't really call the plays, and mm-hmm. that's I've I've researched that thoroughly. Okay. He really doesn't. Um. He also has not been interviewing well at all. Uh, Apparently, the Falcons interviewed him and did not like what they saw. Hmm. What I don't understand is, if you want a black coach, why don't you go get Todd Bowles? Like, I mean, like Todd I, Bowles was I, great on honestly, the Jets. Honestly, dude, I, on I, I like that. Honestly, right? I, I feel do. like that makes sense. He was a head coach before, in it, with a terrible Jets team, and was still kind of able to compete with them, and then went and got a defensive coordinator job. And has produced a Bucks defense that is insane. Like I feel like maybe like some of these teams maybe just freaked out and got like they just wanted to hire a coach. Cause like if you think about it, like with Todd Bowles, you probably have to wait now until the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they wanted they wanted to get something set. Yeah. Yeah. But same thing same thing's true with Eric. I mean I mean that's why Sala was like the big fish, you know. So, like, yeah, this is what I don't – so this is kind of – this stems to the Deshaun Watson point that I was making earlier is we didn't even need an agenda today. <laughs> um, we were having a conversation earlier with Deshaun Watson, and, I like, I that seems to be the reason that he's so mad is that he wanted Eric Bieniemy there. Or Robert Sala. Oh, really? He wanted yeah. Sala? Okay. He wanted Sala. Because I was like, you're so... I, it wasn't, it I wasn't thought like it was I want, just enemy. No, it's not like enemy or no one. He was okay. like, I want Sala or I want enemy. He gave them like a list of like coaches and GMs, okay, I'm okay. pretty sure. Then that I understand a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I thought that he was like, this is my guy. No. And then they... they, my, they I think that also like the Jack Easterby thing is big. Why do you have a preacher with a role in the front office? I I don't I didn't hear about this guy. So do that's that's the deal. That. So in the Houston Texans organization, I guess like the owners of the Houston Texans, I don't know who they are, but they have hired this preacher guy named Jack Easterby. And he like has like a role in the front office of the Houston Texans I want to work for them. That's what I want to do. Well, apparently all you have to do is be a preacher. <laughs> be you, a pr- is it easy like a priest? I, I don't like. I really don't know. He. He is now vice executive vice president. Of, of operations. Yes. He um, was promoted in 2019, and he was a, a priest or a preacher before. Well, he's an American pastor, speaker, author, and sports administrator. That's a strange package. The thing is, is all the players hate him. They do? Yeah. Like, 
What do you do? Like, I. There's no other team that has a guy like this. Do they interact with him much? Like, there's Apparently, no way. I, I feel like he they do. Like, not of their own volition. Like, he just comes into, like, the locker room sometimes. Like, yeah, let's pray or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, he's, done, he's doing something. I mean. But the thing is, is, like, the, the, like, the Andre have, have made a, a consistent uh, stray of bad decisions with yeah. their front office. Completely. I mean, we know Bill O'Brien. We know what happened there. So bad. That guy. They really just handed him their franchise. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> he had such such power, too, which is the shocking thing. He it, he was in a class of Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin, which should never they should never be on the same echelon ever ever, ever. <laughs> in any scenario. The fact that those three were the coaches that had. Coaching powers and GM powers is shocking. It's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, something something weird's happening in that organization. There's great, so, great coaches don't in the NFL don't even get that power. So yeah, and this is what I was saying to you is I understand why Deshaun Watson wants out. Yeah, my, my what I was saying is that before I knew that they don't have their picks, it may actually be smart to just have this text and stick it to them and just sit them for years. Um, but now that they don't have their first round picks, yeah, <laughs> you can't no, they've shot, because then there's no leverage of being bad. Like there's no good thing of being bad. They the Texans have shot themselves on the foot. They so, have zero leverage for anything. Casario has to try to fix the relationship, or it's over, or they're going to be bad can. for years. I really don't think he can. But he what like this is what he I'm, never he, he never even wanted Nick Casario to be there. Like, but he so he sent on a post and he said. That his objection wasn't necessarily to Casario. There was a lot of people that were pumped about Casario. I think he's pretty good. He worked closely with Bill Belichick and has been in charge of, and he's been like the real guy of. I, I don't think he prospecting wants, for him. I don't think he wants back. Yes, l- literally yesterday it came out that he removed the Texans from like all social media platforms that he has. Deshaun. Yeah, like it just says like for bit for football inquiries or business inquiries, and it says like his profession is athlete. But again, Giannis Antetokounmpo did that, didn't he? And now he's back. Did Giannis say I want to trade? He unfollowed everyone on the Milwaukee Bucks after they lost, and yeah, then everyone that's... was like, "Oh, he's gone, he's gone," and then he resigned. I don't think yeah, we should take too much stake like... in his social media. This has also been like a oh, like a month ago he was mad. And then Things have they didn't do anything to rectify it. And then, like, a week ago, he officially requested a trade from the team. Yeah. And then yesterday he does all that. Like, there's just been too much. I think there's just been too much. Deshaun's not going to play for them ever again. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh... I saw I saw a... Uh, a weird trade. I don't know if it was on Bleacher Report or a different website, but they were like doing like a, a three-way trade where we ended up getting Tua from the Dolphins when they get Deshaun. That'd be weird. Yeah. I don't know um, if I'm opposed to it, though. Where Niners get Tua? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, would, what would be the trade? So it would be... It'd probably be like we lose some picks. Desha- Deshaun to the Dolphins. Deshaun to the Dolphins, and the Texans just get, like, a fuck ton of picks. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And, like, then we would get Tua as a backup. That's interesting. It is. You would get, like, a security blanket almost. Yeah, because, like, Garoppolo's getting hurt all the time. Yeah. You know, like, I don't even, like, 
like we talk about Garoppolo like getting traded a lot. I mean, like not the Niners. There's been a lot of rumors with Garoppolo and our quarterback next year and who it's gonna be, because like Garoppolo has been, eh, yeah, you know, he's been hurt a lot. So, I mean, like I think that we could have. I it's really up in the air. Like I I definitely think Jimmy can come back. It could be. I hope it's Deshaun. Yeah, I mean, everyone I, would hope it's Deshaun. Also, there is Deshaun. a possibility, there is a world where Aaron Rodgers becomes available. That's interesting. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Because I think I would rather his have future... Deshaun, though. Because, okay, especially with the Stafford-Goff trade that we're definitely going to talk about in, like, two minutes. Yeah. Um, we now have the worst quarterback in our division by a long shot. Yeah, I mean... Like, <sighs> not by a long shot. I would say who's in the division. I don't. I don't. Russ. Dis- yeah. Kyler. Yeah. Stafford. Not, not by a long shot, though. He's in. He's, but he's easily. He's a top fifteen quarterback. He's easily the worst one out of those four, though. Yes. Yes. He's the worst. If we're gonna have to play Stafford twice a year, Russ twice a year, Kyler twice a year, I really think we should just go all in for Deshaun. Give him like four first rounders and Garoppolo and like D Ford, and I'm good. I mean that that Texans would probably do that. So like, and throw in JJ Watt. I mean, I don't think they would do that. I don't think we can. Can uh, I don't know what JJ Watt's contract looks like. Yeah, it's probably it would stupid. It wouldn't matter at that point though. I mean, if you get to Sean Watson, you're you're trying to win a Super Bowl. You yeah, know? that's true. Um, I mean, it, it would matter in terms of cap, but. Um, yeah, that that's another thing. If we get to Sean, I don't know if we can sign uh, who's our left tackle that we just got. Trent Williams. I don't know if we can re-sign him. Yeah, see, that's the thing that the Niners have so much talent that they. I don't know how you guys aren't. I mean, injuries have just been terrible for you. Yeah, you have so much talent. That this last like, year, injuries were so bad for us. Like, oh, oh yeah, I've never seen it that bad for a franchise ever. Actually, where everybody was just getting hurt. Everybody, was, everybody, everybody, everybody going down. Um, yeah, but you guys have a, a great. With the amount of injuries we had, we should have like a top four or five pick. Oh yeah, but you guys, Shanahan's a good coach. Yeah, that's, he is. It shows you how important coaching is, you know. Um, yeah, but for for Stafford Goff, um, I like the trade. Yeah, I mean the Rams are going all in. I respect people, it. People liked it on the Rams side more than. I like it for both sides. Or sorry, people, people liked it more on the, uh, on the Detroit side than they did the Rams side, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. I was looking at like reports and they were giving the the Lions an A and the Rams a B minus. But now they gave up picks, right? So yeah. that's they gave up like two first round picks. Mm-hmm. That's a haul. <laughs> um, it is. But the thing is, okay, like. But the Rams have been to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Exactly. Now you've like, and you almost won. It was like it was like a six point game or something. Yeah. the The entire knock on the Rams' offense has always been how mediocre Jared Goff is. Right. That's the entire hindrance to the, the entire whole knock on. And he can't throw the Matthew deep ball. Stafford. Has been no one's been there to help him or right. coach him up or like give him good coaching to like or a system that to play in. He's been the system exactly. So now, I really, as a Niner fan, I hate it. 
Yeah. As a football fan, I really am interested to see the Rams next year. Because now they can go deep. Yeah, like, they're going to have be... Robert Woods running deep, and then yeah. you got like Cooper Cup freeing yeah. up a little bit in the and middle. Like, like, and like I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be crazy better, but they're they're going to be better because oh, Stafford is so definitely too. better than Goff. Goff. Goff and is they went such to the second a... round of the playoffs this year. I mean that they could be they could win a Super Bowl. I think because Stafford knows how to win. Exactly. Like, Stafford's a winner. He's a grinder. He is. He's also. Like hard as a rock in terms of stamina, you really? know what I mean. Hmm. Um, like he, I don't think he's missed many games at all. Oh, okay, you know what I mean. No, like, he he played through getting... broken ribs. He's played through a crap ton of injuries. Like he has he has been getting hurt more recently though. But he's played through a lot of them. A I mean, that's what he does. He has been, but I mean, like last he did miss last a game year, last year his back was fractured, wasn't it? Like he didn't play last year. Let's see. This year he came back, but last year his back. Was oh like yeah, fractured. not yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He's been uh, no. I know what you mean because he's played through through stuff before. I remember, but that was one of my concerns with the Niners potentially throwing their ring, their hat in the Stafford trade ring was, I, my problem with Jimmy is he doesn't play well enough to justify him me wanting him when he gets hurt all the time, and. Stafford definitely would play better, but I don't want to trade for another quarterback who might get hurt. Yeah, so this is Stafford. This is going to make you sad. 2011 played all 16 games, 12 all 16 games, 13 all 16 games, 14 all 16 games, 15 all 16 games, 16 all 16 games, 17 all 16 games, 18 all 16 games. 19? 2019, eight games, half the year, because he fractured his back. And then he still played all sixteen. He games He played this all year. sixteen games this year. Yep. Okay. So okay. it shows. He, I thought. I thought he's that been he... through some stuff, but he just plays anyway, which is amazing. Okay. Um. So yeah, you're getting that. You know, you're getting that where you don't have to worry about because Jared Goff was hurt and this year, and then they had to throw in the backup, and it's like Jared Goff's just not good. I've been saying this. I've never. I've been saying this since Jared Goff got taken number one, and I watched him in preseason. You've been pretty consistent. Jared Goff not, sucks. On not getting on the Jared. I mean, Goff okay, trip. he doesn't suck. He's he's obviously good enough to be an NFL caliber quarterback. He went to the Super Bowl. He's not good enough to make what he makes. Also, if you look at guys that have lost Super Bowls, like found their way deep into the Super Bowl, in a Super Bowl run, there's a lot of like mediocre. Oh yeah, Rex know. Grossman. Yeah, there's shocking guys yeah. that you see there. Um, even I mean, Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl is. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like I don't, I don't know Nick how that Foles happened. Just defies reality. He really does. <laughs> um, I do you want to go to some basketball? Yeah, let's do it. Um, um, I also want to add my spiel about the Hornets. Oh, the Hornets. Okay. Yeah, because the Hornets aren't actually doing bad. I don't think I'm gonna check the standings right now, but I think they're around 500. Um, and they just beat the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so the Bucks. They are like a pretty good. Or not a pretty good, but they're a decent team in this league. Um, the Bucks are very hot and cold this year. So, yeah, let's see. So Nets, we know are Sixers are very interesting that they're so great. Because, well, Joel Embiid is like MVP caliber this season. And it's also very interesting how as soon as they got some shooting there, things changed. Yeah. Because now, all of a sudden, you have Ben Simmons doing his thing. He's just, not going to change. I feel like they should have just got rid of Ben, man. Uh, I, I don't I don't 
think that they can't coexist. I, if Joel Embiid needs to shoot better is what needs to happen, honestly. If he he's, can start shooting He's threes, shooting good this year. Is he shooting well from I'm three? I'm pretty sure. I've seen him knock down a couple. So Last I checked, he was like hovering around 40%. Then that's, that's how they're going to win these games. If you can get a fifth guy on the floor that can knock down, then... Yeah, he's shooting 40% from three this year. Then that's huge. Um, the thing is, is like, I don't... If I'm the Sixers, I don't want Joel just to be on the three-point line because I want to use him in the post. Yeah, but I'm just saying it gives you another option. It does give you options. If you're in transition, yeah. Ben Simmons is going to beat everyone down. Yeah. So having Joel kind of trailing, he can either come in, you know, like it yeah. just opens things up. Go to the corner, yeah. Um, And then, right, you can even do – you can do like a four-out with Joel in and then have Ben Simmons orchestrate like a drive. You can do pick and rolls with Joel and hit him for three or hit him. Pick and pop. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You, it opens up a lot of doors if you can knock down some threes. And now that they have good guys in the wings like Danny Green and Seth Curry. See, that's what my thing was, though. If they got James Harden and just put James Harden at point, I feel like the Sixers could have been just disgusting. Well, that that's – I think they tried for that, didn't they? I mean, if I you're th- the Sixers, that's, that was the See, perfect thought, team for him to go to. I thought the Rockets didn't want Simmons – because they have John Wall was my thing. I I don't I have no way to substantiate that, but that would be my thinking. Uh, the Rockets didn't want Sim. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that's probably well, that's probably why the deal didn't work. Yeah, but I was just saying like that's that would be the perfect team for him to go to, or like the Bucks would yeah. be really fun. Yeah. Um. It, I mean, I thought he should have just stayed put because I thought they had a cool team, but. Yeah, no, Harden. That whole situation was kind of gross. It was. The way he handled that. And I mean, like, I understand you don't want to be there anymore. You lost your coach. You lost your GM. Did they lose it? You did lose your GM, yeah. Um, But that's, you're a professional, you know? You're a professional, and you're getting paid millions of dollars to also just like get out there and perform at your he, highest level it's not even it's more just like the way like he handled it like with his teammates too like he didn't come to practice he said oh yeah we're not good enough to like win anything and now that he's gone they're on a win streak like you were obviously wrong about that yeah yeah they they, like, they can play that team can play i don't know it just it felt like more of a cop-out like Oh. He wants a cheap ring. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, it makes me mad. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just more like, oh, like he's not he's not about he's not about it in the playoffs and he never really has been. Like Yeah. He wants someone to carry him. He's in great. The he's great at scoring, but like he can't dig deep. Yeah, he I can't grind. Like. In the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he almost went out in the first round. He made a defensive play to make sure he didn't, but he almost went out in the first round last year. Who'd they play? Uh, I forget. Let's see. Um, so I'm, I'm pulling up the clip, actually. Versus Thunder. Ah. Remember? Yeah, Lou Dort. It was, oh, yeah, Lou Dort toasted him. Yeah, Lou Dort was a god, the legend of Lou Sorry, repeat what you were saying. We, we, <laughs> we lost it just for a sec because I was trying to play the video and the audio switched to it. Okay, uh, what was I saying? Oh, the legend of Lou Dort became, like, 
a thing in that playoff series because he like yeah. clamped Harden in two games. Yeah, no, it was it was shocking. I remember when he toasted St. John's in the tournament. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Clamped up Shamori. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, that's how I remembered him. I was like, holy crap, that's the guy who had a super weird name. So they just call him Lou. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. He's like from Germany or something. Is he? Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so, the, I mean, James Harden has not had the greatest record in the postseason. And, yeah, I think we're both on the same page of we don't like how he just kind of forced his way out. And Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is, like, the Nets are look so good now. They do. It's kind of scary how good they look because, like... It's not fun, I don't think. Like, it kind of ruined... Like, are they the new? Pro- are they the new Warriors? I mean, kind of. Like, Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, especially if they get Drummond. Yeah, if they get Drummond, that's insane. But like, ah, uh, yeah, no, they're just they're terrifying, and especially if Kyrie Irving is like locked in, like they're unstoppable. Yeah, because like the other day they. Won a, they scored 140 and KD sat. Yeah, so. And honestly, now that James Harden is here, KD can sit way more now. Like, it was kind of concerning seeing how much KD was playing coming off this torn Achilles. Like, I, yeah, a little bit. It a was kind of ridiculous. And, like, I, you know me, I'm a Kyrie Irving fan despite all of his shortcomings. But the way that he left KD out there coming off a torn Achilles is pretty messed up as a teammate. And I understand some of it was for social justice things. And I understand like he is a great person outside of basketball, but like in terms of like being a teammate, your your friend is out there. He just tore his Achilles and had to miss an entire season. And now you're just entire summer rehabbing just so you can like, and you just don't want to play. Yeah. It's it's a little sketch. I mean, yeah, Kyrie's ruined. And it and it all it, it kind of forced the Nets to go get James Harden. That's that's I think the real reason why they did it is because they wanted a security blanket. Yeah. I respect it. And I mean like it also kind of takes away Kyrie's leverage. I mean, if Kyrie I honestly they don't have to do anything with Kyrie. He can go like not you can go be Kyrie now, like because they can still play really effectively with Harden and Kevin, right? And like come playoff time, Kyrie will probably I would assume Kyrie plays every game if he misses playoff games. Like, I'm just saying that insane. could be weird for a team to have like guys just kind of inserted into the lineup and then taken out. I mean, they're they're they've still lost eight games to some pretty shocking teams like they've I, lost some bad games but i also think that's going to be growing pains with james harden being inserted into the lineup like that yep yep it's going to take them a little while to get acclimated but that's the thing is that if you can't how do you get acclimated if guys if Kyrie just shows up when he wants to and then K- kd's resting because he's in an achilles and james harden went to a strip club up oh, so he's got a quarantine now for a week it's like it's hard to, to develop that <laughs> rhythm in one year. You know what I mean? No, it definitely is. But, like, in the East, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, the East is such a mystery to me now. Because, like. The Heat are bad all of a sudden? The Heat are bad. I mean, Jimmy Butler came back, so I'm sure, like, Things will turn. that leadership Things will, turn. will come back. But, like, 
that heat culture. The Bucks at Drew Holiday has been underperforming. I mean, according to Frank, but that's not exactly true. Let let's let's. I don't watch a lot of Bucks basketball, so I can't. I can't really substantiate the claims. But my thing is, is let's like, leave the numbers. Based on pure or on pure firepower, like I can just see the Nets going to the finals, anyways. I mean, he's got a point there, actually. He averaged 19 points a game in 2019. He averaged 21 in 2018, and this year he's averaging 16. Ooh. So he has taken a slight step back. He's also averaging less minutes. I also feel like every time Drew Holiday has gone to a different team, it's taken him a little bit to acclimate. That The numbers are also showing that. Yep. I mean... So Philly, he obviously was a rookie, and he built his way up there. Became an all star. Eighteen points a game in his last year. Then he went to the Pelicans. His numbers dipped, it, and then they yes. slowed, they gradually came back up. You gradually came back up. Oh, he yeah. played for the Pelicans for a while, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you you nailed that. So that's a very good sign going forward for the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't worry there if you're in Milwaukee. Uh, do the Celtics need to worry? I don't think so. I mean. They're still kind of getting they their need whole. Need to be worried for Tuesday. <laughs> Dub Nation, Warriors, Warriors. All right, all right. Warriors. Let's let's comment. All right, Steph's having a good year. All right. Yeah, man, love that guy. Hope he stays healthy. You know, just wanna just wanna see the mass, the god of the Bay Area. <laughs> I'm just joking, but um. I That'll really, be a good game. I really love our team this year. Because, like... Kelly Oubre and Draymond. Kelly, Kelly is slowly but surely getting Did James Wiseman get benched? Yeah, but I it's because when we have him in the starting unit, he has to play off of everyone. Because, like, you know, like, the ball's going to be in Draymond's hands passing it to Steph. Or the ball's going to be in Steph's hands running a pick and roll. If we have him off the bench, we can like put the ball in Wiseman's hands and let him just do something. Like it, I, it's for gives de- him more freedom. It's for, a little it's bit. for development. Yeah. All right, that's kind of smart. Um, it, and I mean, like, who's your Wiseman, shooting guard? I, I forget. Right now, it, we, oh Wiggins, it's like it's Kelly. And is it Kelly and, and then, then Wiggins, Wiggins is three? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a team. It's an interesting team. I mean, like next year we're gonna be nice. I would assume. I would hope. If Clay comes back, if everyone right. stays healthy, yeah, I mean, I worry now about Clay. It is true. Two but significant injuries, one to the knee, one to the Achilles, and he's over thirty, isn't he? True. I mean, KD's disproving my, things. My thing is, is like, Clay doesn't have like a history of getting hurt. Like he got, he had the 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 one in Toronto because he came back too early and it messed everything up, and he just got hurt rehabbing from that but before those incidents he did not get hurt that's true he was pretty stable yeah, yeah. and so i mean it's not it was it's, definitely, it's not unfathomable that he makes a full recovery it was yeah. definitely just a bad idea to come back early but it was the finals like that that i feel like is what really started everything like i feel like if that never happened he would have been healthy up until this point yeah by the way all the nick fans out there that were saying that uh it's a good thing that we didn't sign Kevin Durant because of the Achilles <laughs> words. Those are kind of going out the window. But the Knicks have you been solid I'm, you this You know exactly year. who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> these people know who I'm, who I'm coming at. 
The Knicks have been good this year. They've been solid. I've Yeah. They have overperformed. Imagine if they had Kevin. <laughs> yeah, but if they had Kevin, I feel like they wouldn't they would be a lot different. Like Kevin was Kevin was never going to join a team with a bunch of rookies like You would if Kyrie was coming with you. But Kyrie Usually was they, never they were gonna, kind of a package. Kyrie was never going to join a team with a bunch of rookies after doing the Celtics thing. Like I mean, I, I don't know how you how you don't like, like the Celtics situation. Like you had amazing young talent and you were the guy. It was like exactly that you asked for with Al Horford at center. No, like, it was completely I think maybe he just didn't know what he wanted maybe because like okay like he came into it right won a championship and then he's like oh i want to be the guy he want i want to be the lebron but at point guard then he realized and then oh god this is hard yeah Yeah. right he's like oh maybe i don't want to do this (laughs) real noble yeah (laughs) real noble there Kyrie. um yeah, the, what what do you do? You have any takes on the Jazz? Because the Jazz looks really good right now. Bro, the Jazz. The thing, my thing. I was looking at the Jazz's team stats the other day. They're just shooting the most three pointers at the best rate. Just the most threes. They they've made the most threes at the best rate. Well, Mike. Like, well, is it like the Mike thing and is Mike Donovan? Conley, the thing is, Mike Conley doesn't suck this year. You know, Mike Conley was a trash. He was bad he last was year. Awful last year. This year, he's actually just Mike Conley. Yeah. Bogdan Bogdanovich is healthy again. I remember he got hurt last year. I think Rudy Gobert has stepped up his offensive game slightly. I don't know. Maybe not. But, like, he put up 29 and 20 the other day. Yeah. Like, that's – if you're a defensive center, you normally don't put up 29. It's true. And, I mean, like – Donovan if Rudy Gobert could develop something of a shot, I mean, that team would be crazy. Yeah. Also, I think that since Donovan Mitchell has been drafted, he tends to start slow, I think, in NBA seasons. Like, he picks it up towards the playoff time, and, like, he goes off for 40-point games, like, in April, March, like, towards, like, all-star break, you know? And and keep in mind, uh, the Jazz in the playoffs went toe-to-toe with the Nuggets, who – were apparently good enough to beat the Clippers exactly. and give the Lakers a run, you know. So, yeah. oh yeah, uh, I, I just they had a they had a they had a very good fight and they were very much in that series. I think that they're starting off like they started off really well, like they came out in midseason form, and almost like because I think maybe they saw the Nuggets like beat the Clippers and like compete with the Lakers and they were like oh maybe we we could do that like why can't that be us you know yeah I think you're right and I mean like if we're being honest I don't think the Nuggets are actually that good but like I don't think so either I don't think they're I think they're just well coached like in all honesty I don't think the Jazz are that good either but like the Jazz have a ton of talent the Nuggets do too Okay. It's just like I. The thing is, like when you see that good, but they have a ton of talent. But the see when you say when you say that good, it's because they have players like LeBron, yeah. AD. Like you don't have a superstar. Exactly. Right? These are te- these are teams with just talent. The next know? best, yeah. And like if Donovan Mitchell can become a superstar like that, they're immediately like a contender. Yeah, like that. But yeah. it depends on the steps that Donovan Donovan Mitchell takes. But if he does take that step, they're. 
they have enough talent to where they. Can I think the same exact thing is happening with the Celtics, honestly. With Jason Tatum, yeah. And, uh, with I and think Jaylen the same Brown. exact thing. I think that's the best comparison, actually. Because if Tatum can become a you superstar, you guys had that last possession against the Lakers. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm so that was uh, just bad. Kemba, man. I mean, he had a horrendous game. If you saw the also, stats, I looked at. The, was that Tice with the putback or? Uh, may have been. I, I honestly didn't watch that it. That putback so. was pretty atrocious too. Oh god. Because you guys got the you guys had a good game. You got but... the rebound off the Kemba miss. Oh yeah, 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 and we couldn't do anything. But yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the Celtics are in a similar situation that the, the, with the Jazz, and. I I mean it's just it's just so hard in this league that's so driven by the superstars to try to find one you know. Um, but even if you do like the Bucks have one, <laughs> they can't seem to yeah can't really, seem to get wins consistently. It's really all about striking that balance, and I think that's why the Nets are scary because like they're the only team right now with like a real big three. Yeah, and they're not having problems with depth either. Or, or as far as we know, uh, teammate problems. Like, yeah. there's no drama, per no. se. No, they're just doing their thing. Yeah. I, it's just, like, all the slimes, they get along, you know? Like, because they also knew, like, DeAndre Jordan was Kyrie's friend. They're all kind of friends. So, like, it could work. It really could. Uh, yeah. I would. It, I mean, they're probably the least rooted for team in, in all of sports, but... I don't know. Do you want the Nets to win? Like, no, but I, I just there's, KD obviously is not very well received. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is not very well received. I mean, obviously, I'm a Warriors fan above it all. But like, if I watch a Nets Lakers championship, I would root for the Lakers. But if I had to watch a Nets Clippers championship, I would root for the Nets. I think. Really. Yeah. No, no chance for me, but. That's where we differ. What um, team? What, what team would you have to watch the Nets play to root for the Nets? Well, I mean the Lakers. <sighs> oh, that's tough. <laughs> oh God, and that's entirely possible too. I may have to watch a Nets Lakers finals. It's gonna be such a good. <laughs> oh my God, talk about a lose lose. Because I just hate KD. Kyrie ruined our try or tried to ruin our <laughs> franchise, so we hate him. Like real, like a lot. We really hate him. You just hate. <laughs> and then James we Harden and then represents. we hate LeBron and we hate <laughs> the Lakers because of the rivalry. So I don't know. I'm just gonna hope that some other team gets in. But yeah, I mean, I hey I'd root for the let's Clippers over the Nets. Let's go Warriors. Any team over the Nets if it's not the Lakers. I'm so worried for like if we make like the eighth seed in the playoffs, we have to play LeBron in the first round. Oh, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Ah! You guys will find a way into the postseason, I think. I think Steve Kerr's got you guys got you guys in order. The more consistent Kelly gets, the better we'll be. Because Andrew Andrew Wiggins has hit his stride. He's been playing good. I respect his Has game. he been hitting threes at a better rate? Dude, he's been doing everything at a better rate. Okay. Because he, he, if you're not – like he was not efficient when he first got there with threes, and it was really hurting. No, yeah. I think – I think he's just getting way more confident in understanding Kerr's system. Because, yeah. like, there's so much, like, off-ball action that you have to learn, which is why Kelly Oubre struggles in our system. Because 
He just kind of uses he, to running. He's used yeah, to running around. He either just cuts or shoots, or he's very like. I want to say one dimensional. Two dimensional offensively. Here's here's something that I'm shocked about. The Grizzlies are eight and six. John Morant yeah, is I amazing. I don't understand that. I mean, John Morant is amazing. The Suns, the Suns make sense to me. Um, Devin Booker's been out too for the Suns. I feel like they'd be better if Booker had played. just been there the whole time. Yeah, I mean, they were really good with with him. Yeah, they were like. But I mean, Chris Paul recently has stepped it up. He put up like two back to back plus twenty five point double. Then doubles. that's huge. Yeah, yeah, Chris Paul, I think, is happy, and it's that team is is coming together. Yeah, no, Chris Paul. He's definitely – I definitely think that he has, like, that I'm the OG on this team, like, role. Yeah, and, like, the they all they all kind of listen to him because of it. Right. Well, he did the same thing with the Thunder, and they, they yeah. overperformed, too. Exactly. But, like, then but now this team has real superstars or yeah. real potential to become superstars. Yeah. But, uh, like, Devin Booker and Aiton both will probably take Chris Paul's word over, like, anything. Yeah. And yeah. they needed someone to kind of discipline them. To be that them. guy, yeah. yeah. They had no, like, real, like, veteran in their locker room. And now they have Jay Crowder, too, who's also fit in very yeah, nicely. Great. And great Chris addition. Paul and Jay liked each other because yeah. they're very similar mental, mentally. Like, yeah, just grind. So that, that team's fun to watch. That I get. The Grizzlies things I don't get. No, I just, I, don't. I guess, jaw, because they lost Crowder. So yeah. I don't, they, I, I guess, just. I, the Grizzlies, I have no idea. They've just figured it out. Um, they beat the Suns. Let me just look at one of their stat sheets and see who's kind of producing. Um, you want to? Cam Johnson. I, I don't their understand. Whole team, their whole team. So is John, of... like it's like everybody. It's yeah. like this is the this is the scoring spread. Jaw with seventeen. Yeah. They won this game. Yeah. Jaw scored seventeen. Uh, then yeah. it's four guys with eleven. I know Dylan Brooks is a big part of their offense. Uh, let's see if he's one of the guys. Maybe not. Dylan, yeah, he's one of the guys with 11. Yeah. Dylan Brooks with 11. That Grayson Allen at 12. Desmond Blaine with 10. Who? Desmond Blaine. I don't even know who that is. In 19 minutes. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas with 9. Yeah. Think of how spread this is, dude. Jaren, Titus Jones with 6. And, Jaron and, Jackson's not even playing right now. No, right? he's not. So they are, they're just like, yeah. whoever the coach of that, I forget who the coach is, but he's doing a bang-up job. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because uh, they don't have a lot of, like Grayson Allen yeah. is a, playing a key role for you and, whew. yeah. Um, the fact that Grayson Allen has become like an NBA player that plays minutes is like astounding to me. Because like, I don't know, I just thought he was too frail to be an NBA player. I, yeah, I mean, he's gonna stop kicking people, but yeah. um, I don't know. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, you're at Duke for four years, learning under Coach K. I mean, you. True. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you meant. Like, like he he was definitely like a guy that I did not necessarily frail. say. People, people oh, he's like gonna be an NBA, like, yeah. ro- you know. Yeah. Um, and then the Mavericks being eight and twelve is shocking. Chris Dapps is not playing. I did expect a little bit better from Doncic there to carry them. He came out the other day and he's like, "Yeah, like we don't care. We don't look like we care. Blah blah blah." He's kind of criticizing the team a little bit. Yeah. I mean, dude, if I'm Doncic, I'm doing that. Yeah, he's doing a lot. Yeah. Like, I've been playing like an MVP for like two years now. What do you want from me? Like, and I just okay. I think we're back. We're just back for a second. Oh. Um, we got cut at the end. Yeah. yeah, we got cut a little bit. Uh, we've been having some some tech issues uh, today. We're we're gonna figure out. 
Um, but yeah, we were talking about Doncic and kind of how there's there's kind of a there's a, a locker room thing that's going on there. I think that's something that's not necessarily showing up on the stat sheet. Um, and then what were we just just talking about? I think we were going to talk about the Hornets. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that's right. And we were talking about uh, how Gordon Hayward has kind of actually been a good signing. I mean, yeah. he's no, he's team. kind of put up Utah I mean, numbers. Like, Terry Rozier stepped up. Like that. It's weird. It's like that whole team just decided to start playing better. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't know if I want to attribute that to Gordon Hayward. Well, but a little bit to Lamelo too, because he's he's done well in its spots too. That is too. true. Lamelo is he's nice, and he's coming off the bench. Imagine if he gets an increased role. I um, feel like they're gonna make him sick. They're just gonna make him sit the bench the whole year, because like they have Devonte Graham and Terry Rozier. And, like, obviously, Lamelo is probably the best one. They're going to make – like, until he starts, like – Yeah, just trade Terry being Rozier. Being consistent. Terry Rozier's like, making $20 million a year anyway. Like, yeah, but what team wants Terry Rozier? For that. Yeah, that's tough. I don't even know if I want Terry Rozier in general. I know. I, I don't – Like, he thinks, he's, he thinks he's so much better than he is. That's very true. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but – I mean, I know you guys don't like, or you, I see you guys, Celtics fans. I know Celtics fans don't. We were good letting him go for $20 million a year. Yeah, three years, 60 mil. Uh, we were like, oh, okay. Have fun. He started to make issues with the locker rooms. Apparently, um, he, I, I can't believe we're actually doing like a five-minute set on Terry Rozier, but um, he he apparently his friends would steal things from lock, from the people, like the players in the locker room. And Terry Rozier also got on first take and was saying that Kyrie Irving was, like, taking his minutes. And it was, like, all this stuff. It was, like, dude, yes. you had success in one playoff series where Jason Tatum was kind of leading you. Let's calm down. You're a backup point guard that averages, like, seven points a game or six points a game. And you're starting to say that Kyrie Irving, that you deserve your minutes over Kyrie Irving, who, as much as I hate him, won a chip by hitting the game-winning shot in an essential part of that Cavs team. like Literally being the second-best player on the team. To LeBron, yeah. yeah. Like, who's a perennial all-star. Like, I just – I did not get that whole thing. So, there's there's issues with Terry Rozier aside from the contract. So, if they could trade him, I would. But um, I don't know how – yeah, nobody's going to trade for that contract. They're in. They're in cap hell. It's but, twenty mil a year. That's ridiculous. And that's not even yeah. I mean Gordon's making forty something like that. So, but he's producing at least. NBA they're getting wins. Are incredible. No, they really are in terms of like the sheer size and scale compared to the NFL. Oh my god, yeah. Like, they have w- players have so much more control. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the NFL just kind of sticks it to Deshaun Watson. But we'll see how that plays out. I don't think they can. I really don't think they can. Yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping they can't so that they can trade him to the Niners for less than what the Niners would initially give. It's possible. There's there's some people that think we're going to trade Nick Bosa, and it's just like, no. No. No, you're not doing that. No. That's that's stupid. Any Niner fans, we're not trading Nick Bosa. All right. You heard it here. That's how we end the show. All right. We love Nick Bosa. (laughs) It's going to be the title. <laughs> we love Nick Bosa. Um, all right. Yeah, that's going to do it here. We are back. We're going to try to get some of these tech issues squared away, but 
We gave over an hour, and we are officially back. We'll be doing it weekly. It'll probably be on a weekend when we have the day off. Um, but Ricky is back. I am back. We are back. And we'll see if we can get some other people in the studio here just to add some more voices soon. Um, I love it. All right. Andrew and Ricky play in the field. We out. <laughs>